Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, considering the amount of football that's being played, we, we did go slightly off message, but hopefully it was interesting. Uh, we followed up a conversation with a man who uh, was attempting to go over 170 miles an hour on a push bike. Did he do it? You'll find out. Um, also, we uh, chatted to the man that is the mastermind, certainly in England, as you'll discover, of tractor football. <laughs> It's a big sport. Yeah. Um, and we had a chat about various things, didn't we? We did, yes. All sorts of stuff. And here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. You know you get these things in your head, these things you can't stop. I can't stop saying, I've been saying it about 100 times this morning, in the start of Alan Brazil, a very good morning to Australian batsman Manus Labuschagne. Morning, Manus. Manus Labuschagne. Labuschagne. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted, to, I wanted to read it in the start of Alan. Oh, did Alan did, call him no, no, Labuschagne? He would do. Though, He's going to say joining of the year, Australian bowler <laughs> Labby Sifri joins us. Labby, <laughs> found great. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, has he has he given it? It's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Labuschagne's quite, it's quite straightforward. Yeah. yeah, it's quite straightforward. But he is Manus, isn't he? Manus. Manus, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. I know now, something else you've been doing. We're going to get a bit of guidance on this. Mm. You've had a bit of a premonition, haven't you? You took to uh, Paddy Power's website mm. uh, to check out some odds on a football bet. Tell us what you've got. Well, what you're what thinking? I, what, I don't know why. I was just uh, my mind started to wander during the game. I enjoyed the game last night. It was a very good game. We'll talk a bit about it. But uh, uh, Burnley, I was thinking, what are the odds for... First of all, I thought, well, I wonder what odds United are. Then I thought, I'll look at the outright odds on Paddy Power mm. for, for the whole thing. Then I thought, what about a sort of mad bet? So I thought, what, what about Burnley? I mean, Burnley... Burnley very, to win the Premier Burnley League. Burnley to win the Premier League. They had a brilliant second half of the season. It's you know as, as good a record as everybody apart from City and Liverpool. And uh, so they're, they're 2,000 to 1. To yeah. win the, the, the Premier League. This Which season. is kind of uh, a, a lot of the teams not fancied are. They caught a cold after yeah. um, Leicester and 5,000 to 1. So you can't really get much better than 2,000 to 1, I don't think. No, but Southampton are only 1,500 to 1 right. with Paddy Power. And I'm thinking, well, Burnley are going to finish above Southampton, aren't they? Unless I'm going mad. I mean, you'd imagine they would. They, they had a better season last year, they had a better season the year before. 
I think they're in a more settled place that you'd imagine. I mean, neither of them are going to win the Premier League, let's be honest, but <laughs> if any of them were, it's more likely to be Burnley, isn't it, than Southampton? So I came up with this bookie-beating plan, right? Hmm. So I get in an Arab sheikh or a Russian oil millionaire or something like that, because yeah. someone with a load of, old, load of money. Yeah. And uh, then basically we put two million on Burnley to win the league. Right at two thousand to one, that's quite a lot of money, isn't it? It is. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure the bookie <laughs> will take that off your hand. They may smell a rat. <laughs> then maybe uh, a bit of a red flag at Paddy Power HQ. <laughs> immediately, we signed Neymar, Van Dyke, and Messi for Burnley. Yeah, not a bad lineup. Uh, De Gea. And we tempt Pep to come in and work under Sean Dyche. Yeah. I feel he'd be a good well, as an assistant manager. Assistant manager, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Bob's your uncle. Burnley win the league and uh, I make a fortune. But yeah, but what about the money you've had to spend <laughs> to bring that kind of talent in? Well, it's not my money. I'm not worried about oh, it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, it'll be paid for by that by my bet. That's the whole idea. It'll be paid for by... I'll, I'll get around the uh, sort of financial fair play by Paddy Power playing for it. Okay. <laughs> Never going to happen, is We it? have good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you make a good point, actually, because uh, these are the odds. Brighton, Burnley, Sheffield United, Norwich, Crystal Palace, they're all 2,000 to 1. Mm. But Bournemouth, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Southampton, uh, has actually, no, Newcastle, Bournemouth and Palace, uh, they are, well, Palace is 2,000 to 1, but Bournemouth and Newcastle and Villa, 1,500 to 1. And, and then Villa, Southampton have burn. come in. Since <laughs> Southampton have come in, you're a thousand to one. Oh no! Yeah, a few people, angry Southampton fans after you said Burnley are going to finish above them have lumped on because they're now a thousand to one. West Ham five hundred to one. Watford five hundred to one. Mm. Wolves, uh, Everton, Leicester all two fifty, and then seventy fives Chelsea. Seventy fives for Chelsea been a long time since they've been that oh, far yeah, out, yeah, but there I are think that's realistic, reasons. Yeah. So, yeah. 35 for Arsenal, 35 for Manchester league. United, 22 Spurs, 5 to 2 Liverpool, and uh, nine—is that right? Nine to four on Man City. Yeah, they're still the favourites. So, so yeah. um, there we are. Uh, so it's interesting. There's, uh, you think Newcastle uh, are less likely to win the league than Southampton, or more likely to win the league than Southampton? I'd say equal. They've got an equal chance of not None. winning it. <laughs> well, an equal chance of not winning <laughs> yeah, it. Okay, fair enough. They're well, equally, look, we're asked, equally unlikely. We'll ask Lee at Paddy Power later. Have they seen any movement in the Burnley market? <laughs> There's been a lot of chat about VAR. Of course, there has, and we've hammered the officials. We've hammered the I, 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 IFAB. IFAB. Yeah, but I, I have to say that last night I saw for the first time the sub going off at the nearest point. And I thought, you know what, that's actually a good rule, to be fair. I mean, who needs that long, slow walk-off, you know, where the bloke pretends to run, but he isn't, and, you know, and he take waste, and they never add on the right amount of time. So, what you're going to get, though, is you're going to get players knowing that they're, like, one nil up with five minutes left, and uh, they probably know they're going off. Or maybe they've done the old take me yeah. off because I'm injured. So they'll do the magic robot. They'll go and stand on the centre circle. <laughs> go and stand right on the centre <laughs> circle. Devious. Wouldn't they? And then they then up goes the board and they go, Oh, okay. Well, you, what is equidistant? You've really? just summed up the problem with trying to change the rules of football in a nutshell. Whatever you try and do, the coaches use it like they'll find the yeah. way you think, you know, come up with a way of so the coach will say, get yourself, you're going to be yeah. coming off in a couple of minutes, get yourself so on the centre circle of going along with the sort of and take your time. The spirit of the law to make yeah. it work and it's a really good idea and everybody thinks that's a good idea. No, you're right, that's exactly what No one's happened. done that yet. 
Have no, they? I bet of you course. That now you've mentioned it, someone will. Yeah. And uh, it's an interesting thing about VAR. I, I heard Alan this morning, I agree with him 100%. He was talking about Neves' goal. He said that he was going to throw his TV out the window if it had been disallowed. And hmm. I wrote here, if they disallow this goal, I'm never watching football again, which is probably a bit extreme. Yeah. But, you know, I know what he means. And, you know, and. I was thinking, though, does it actually... It doesn't actually spoil the... I did go mad. It doesn't actually spoil that moment. It spoils the the next moment is yeah. basically is the problem. You find yourself now seeing a great goal like that and thinking, oh, blow, I hope they might need to VAR that. Why would they need to no, VAR that? I just that? got really excited. I don't, yeah. I'm still in that phase. I'm still not in the check myself phase. And just for a moment when they're looking out, I think, oh, no, he could be offside. He could just be a toe offside. Oh, I just thought that long from long range of thinking. I thought, like a lot of people, that was were they going to disallow it because of the... I can't remember who it yeah. was now. Player in front, player in front, yeah, the keeper. But he wasn't. He wasn't interfering, so that was fine. Cracking uh, game, though, wasn't it? it was really good, good, really game. good Monday night and game. Isn't it exciting. interesting that after two games, just two games, only two teams have got a hundred percent record. Yeah, I mean that says, says everything about the Premier League. Two games, home and away, so it's kind of what you'd expect in mm-hmm. a sense, but. You know, that is amazing, isn't it, really? Just says everything about the league, I think. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. When we were over in Brazil for the World Cup in 2014, mm. we uh, had a chat with a guy that brought car football to Brazil. We got a oh, lot yeah, of the big that, yeah. sides involved, mm. didn't he? Uh, Botafogo and Corinthians and mm. Flamengo. They all had their own teams. Yeah. And it was purely that. Oversized ball, little cars in the team colours. Yeah, there's a history of it back going back in Britain. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be a bit of a favourite on World yeah. of Sport, didn't yeah. it, back in the day? But I don't think anybody's ever done it with tractors before. Oh. I could be wrong. But uh, that's all changed, and it's thanks to uh, South Ham's Vintage Machinery Club and their uh, yeah and their efforts. Uh, Keith Collins is here to tell us a little bit more about it. Hi, Keith. Hiya. Good. So, yeah, is, is this, was this the first year you'd done it? Uh, or have you done it in the past? It is the first year we've done it, yeah. We mm-hmm. got the idea from uh, from a vintage machinery club in Scotland, who, who are the only ones, in, to my knowledge, that have done it before. Right. Um, we are just a small club here in, in the South Ams that we raise money for charity each year, and we just wanted to do something different to get a few more people through the gate. The, uh, uh, the tra- Oh, sorry. It was very exciting, I must admit. It was uh, exhilarating to play, mm. uh, and I'm sure that people found it exhilarating to watch as well. Yeah, the... Uh, oh, here we go. I've got King Andy, jump in. Hey, Oh, here we go. A great big football. Um, <clears throat> actually, in man new colours, black and red. Right. But, um, obviously, I was... Uh, it was down to me. We didn't want a blue and white one. So, did you, um, have, did you have the tractors in club colours, uh, Keith? Well, no, we didn't. We right. um, we we can play grey tractors against red tractors, or mm. um, against blue tractors like Forsens against Fergusons, or whatever. We got lots of combinations we can use, or we can use different drivers driving different tractors. But it is the first year we've done it, and uh, I'm sure in the future we'll have yeah. reds against blues and and reds against greys just to make better matches. Like, you know. Did you when, play it on a football pitch? I'm jumping um, in on you now. Yeah, I'm, sitting there I'm never going to get this question in about the ball. I want to know where you got that big ball from. Okay, go on, let's deal, let's deal with that. Yeah. company that in Scotland um, actually made the ball, uh, Montrose Rope and Sail Company. Right. Um, so they made the ball for the Vintage Machinery Club in Scotland, so I thought, why try and get one made down here in the South Ham's? Um, I'll get them to make one and send it down. It was a lot easier. 
Uh, it's a made of a quite hard plastic um, and with an inside beat ball, which is about six feet inside, inflated, uh, which makes it very bouncy. Yeah. Uh, we found that we had to let it down a bit to stop it getting too bouncy. Hmm. How much did it um, set you back, Keith, that ball? How much you have to pay for a giant football like that? Uh, about 450 quid. Oh, blimey. Mm, that's quite expensive. But uh, we're lucky. We got quite a lot of sponsors that uh, were interested in, because it's something new down here, they thought, oh, yeah, we'd like a piece of that. Yeah. Um, get their name on the first action. But it, it, it worked out very well. Um, we soon got this, enough sponsorship to pay for the ball. We've got the ball now. We can do whatever we like with it. In That's the right. No, no one's going to nick it. As long as it doesn't go in somebody's garden, they don't I've give it back. I've got another question. They put a knife in it. <laughs> yeah. Andy has a question. Andy Claxon. Uh, <laughs> what about the size of the goals, Keith? Um, yeah, we, <clears throat> if you can imagine, um, the size of the goals was determined by if we needed a penalty shootout. Um, so if we needed a penalty shootout, we needed a tractor on the goal line, but we needed space either side of the tractor for the ball to be able to go into. So we were going something like sort of 17 or 18 feet size of the goal. Right. And we used uh, big bales of straw as goalposts. Um, that's what we want to use all the time so that we can get shots to go in off the post as well. We've actually done it with... Um, Road bollards at the moment, mm. four foot road bollards, but um, they don't bounce in off the post very well. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you have any goalkeepers, Keith? Yeah, not. Um, you see, we only play with two aside. Um, oh, okay. The idea is to entertain and not be too competitive mm. for insurance purposes and safety reasons. Uh, if we have more than two tractors on each side, um, you're always going to get one defending and two attacking. Yeah. Um, and if you've got a defender, you don't score too many goals. So if we cut it down to two tractors on each side, you can get lots of interplay, lots of passing, and mm. both tractors are attacking. So then when you lose the ball, uh, you get more goals, and a 5 all draw is a lot more entertaining oh, than wow. a 1-0 yeah, win. That's true. 5 all great. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? Two of the uh, tractors had an argument over who was going to take the penalty, apparently. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah, that can happen. can happen. You're, you're a United fan. <laughs> it's, 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 it sounds like you, you are... Uh, Keith, yeah, is that right? United fan, yeah. yeah. What was your take on that last night? Did you see the game? We did. I did see the game, yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you're about uh, upset with I Pogba for taking the I felt a lot better about watching Man U the season already than I have for the last few seasons. Right. Um, yeah, it was a pity Marcus Rashford didn't take it, but there you go. Yeah. So why yeah. Manchester United for you then? Because oh, it's a long way oh, from home, isn't it? Man and boy, granddad, dad, myself. Um, you're not allowed to be a son of mine or anything in my family if you're not a Man U supporter. Wow. wow. Did you know, this is a fact for you, Pardon? Keith. Did you know, Keith, here's a fact for you. There's a new report out this week that mm. one in seven people on the planet oh, yeah. now support Manchester United. It's a shame none of them live in Manchester. Sorry about oh, yeah, that. that's a cheap shot. <laughs> it's cheap shot. Not that's true. not true. But that is the truth. One in seven people in this world, on this globe, support Manchester United now. Oh, really? Yeah, we haven't had a lot to show about just lately. Oh, that's no, true. It's good they're growing the fan base still, isn't it, really? <laughs> it is. in, in yeah. Straightened yeah. times. So, um, <laughs> you're up for guest teams. If anybody else wants to come down with their tractor, you, will you take on all comers maybe in the future? Could we have a World Cup? We just don't want to play away teams in Scotland, that's all. No, it's a long way. <laughs> it's a long way. 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 It's
where can they get a ball and where can they get a team. So yeah. um, we're hoping that it's going to grow and um, more money for our, um, well, this year's, we we're raising money for community first responders, which is a very worthwhile uh, cause at the moment. Uh, each year we have a different charity. We've done air ambulance and this, that, and the other. So uh, the charities might uh, get more uh, support if yeah. we do more tractor football. Fantastic. Brilliant. Good. Well, we'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. We'll, you'll be the jewelry may of tractor football, Keith. You'll be the man that started. You'll win that World Cup. We're on this show. call me the Harry Ferguson, not the Alex yeah, Ferguson. Sean <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Massey Ferguson could, should run the line, says Frank. Thank you very much for that. Cheers, Keith. All the best. Thank you very much. There's Keith Collins there. Uh, down in Kingsbridge in Devon. Manchester United, Heartland, clearly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Andy Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. The next thing that's going to happen, just going back to VAL very quickly, is that we saw, I mean, let's mm. return to week old news. Because after the, the, uh, well, that week I wasn't here, I noticed mm. Jonathan Woodgate not happy with Burrow or sawn off by an offside goal. He said, two mistakes from uh, the linesman. Uh, the view is VAR is in the Premier League. Why isn't it in the Championship? So even though it isn't mm. working particularly well, you're still going to get a lot of people in the Championship saying there's so much jeopardy on us winning and losing games. When are you going to give it to us? But then where do you stop? And then League One will say, well, you know, if we get into uh, the Championship, we could be in the Premier League and this could cost, you know... Well, our producer's just come in. Of course, he's a Torquay United fan. He's VAR-free at the moment. He doesn't have to worry about this kind of stuff. Well, I think it's probably good, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, a few weeks back, uh, we spoke to uh, Neil Campbell. He was about to attempt to break the uh, world speed record uh, on a push bike. Uh, he told us he was looking to reach speeds of above 170 mile an hour. And we said, are you mad? Um, <laughs> well, he was. But uh, he's done it. And he's, he's in all one right. piece. Yeah. And he's here to talk us through it. Good afternoon, Neil. Good afternoon, gents. How are you? Well, congratulations, yeah, yeah, first fantastic. and foremost. 
Thanks very much. Really appreciate nice it. Nice to speak to you. Hopefully not from your hospital bed today. You're in your <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know what the daftest thing is? And this is the truth: is that I, I managed to survive like a whole week of like death and sort of you know glory and all that kind of thing. And I think I've just broken my toe by walking into a coffee table. <laughs> oh no! That's so <laughs> oh no, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> so, uh, just remind the listeners of how you did it. How you went at 174 miles per hour on a bike. Uh, yeah, this, this is a sort of uh, a motor-paced record, so it's cycling within a slipstream of a car. So you see the guys on the Tour de France, and they're all sitting behind each other. And so they're all sitting in the slipstream of the car, which means uh, that them, themselves, so they can sort of save their energy and essentially go faster. Mm-hmm. Now, what we do is we just take that to the sort of absolute limit. So we get this really powerful Porsche Cayenne SE hybrid car, and we sort of strap a load of fare into the back of it and then just go like the clappers up a runway and see how fast we can get. That's basically it. Um, but we're on a modified bike with super huge gears and all that kind of thing and wearing racing leathers and all sorts of things And so like they let, then the car will have ultimately let you go, so you'll be freewheeling at that sort of speed, won't you? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all, no. Um, it's true that you get, like, physical, you get a physical toe up to sort of, like, 70% of the top speed, and right. we're only doing that because we're doing it in Elvington in, in like, Yorkshire, which is a small, bumpy runway. Mm. And this thing is typically done in Bonneville, where it's six miles long. So yeah. we've got all the disadvantages you can possibly think of. So we're, we're towed for a little bit, then we release, and then you're cycling within this sort of a vacuum, which is just like sitting behind a jet engine with all this wind and stones and rocks and stuff circulating around you. And wow. um, So then you, you, you're sort of kind of sucked along and and you're pedaling along in this slipstream of this sort of the wake basically of this car wow Jeez. i'm looking at a photo of the of the bike i mean the tires almost like motorbike tires aren't they they're pretty they are. thick yeah. yeah they are yeah i mean it has to be i mean this bike was designed because uh, we knew that we couldn't get to bonneville just yet um, and so we had to you know the runway up there is quite bumpy that's the motocross uh, set of forks and wheels uh, from a KTM motorbike, so it's half—it's like a Frankenstein monster of half bike, uh, mo- half bicycle, half motorbike, really. Yeah, yeah. But it has to be because you know we've got to brake. I mean, if we went to Bonneville, you wouldn't need brakes. It's—that's the stark difference—is the distance, really. So can you ride this to the shops? I would imagine. Very <laughs> no, slowly. We can change the gear in to make it more rideable. But, um, it looked good with a basket moment. on it. Just put a basket on the front. <laughs> of course, yeah, the so gear. The basket you can case see. riding it, mate, honestly. Yeah, you can see the gears by the pedal. It is a very heavy gear, isn't it? it has yeah. To be yeah. And the other thing is, is we keep the gears as low as possible so that when I'm pedaling, the, the revolutions, the speed of the legs aren't too fast because that unsettles the bike as well. How did you get into this? What made you? Did you see it done? I thought I'd like to give that a try. How did it work? Yeah, yeah I, I was I was sort of coached back like twenty odd years ago by a guy called Dave LeGrise, um, and he was the um, British record holder, and, and and he set that record, the British record, on the M42 behind an old Rover SD1 um, as part of the opening of the M42 motorway. And so I, I went round to his house for the first time, saw this massive great big photo of him doing this crazy thing. And I was like, what the heck is that? And he said, we went through the whole story. And I went, oh, my God, that's so cool. I want to do that one day. Uh, and that was like oh, 25 years ago. And, uh, you know, I never thought I'd be doing it. And then I thought I'd be here today sort of talking to you about it. Yeah, and it's on YouTube. I've just found it. And uh, it is sensational. I mean, you've had 70, nearly 72,000 views. So I'm sure that will grow. Oh, wow, really? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not to, sure what's been released. I haven't seen it all yet. To get to um, Utah and go and do it, Salt Lake City and Bonneville Salt Flats, of course, it's an iconic place for uh, for land speed mm. records. I mean, it's, maybe, uh, who knows, maybe off the back of 
the publicity you've had and, and the YouTube views, you might get a bit of sponsorship and, and get a chance to do it and even beat your own record. Yeah, I definitely think we can. I mean, uh, you know, if, if even if we had another half a mile, we, you know, we, we'd, we'd go absolutely crazy. I mean, our, we, we genuinely think we can go in, in excess of 200 mile an hour, seriously. And, and, and it's just a case of sort of putting all those sort of pieces in place to do it. Um, we've got a lot of the sort of the knowledge that we've we've built up over the last five years. Mm. So it's a slow burn of this. You know, it's not like we've just suddenly popped up and decided to do it. You know, this has been a long-standing mission, if you like. Uh, the record stood from was a Dutch rider in 1995. So, mm. uh, do you think anybody's going to be prepared to sort of take you on? Anybody? I mean, you've, you've not, yeah, heard, you've not be... heard from the Dutch guy. He's probably that little bit older <laughs> there, isn't he? Uh, he is, yeah. But actually, there's, there's, there's um, a few pretenders to the throne. Um, there's um, uh, potentially, if I go to Bonneville next year, there's another guy that's um, Luke Floman, and uh, he's he's attempting to um, break, you know, essentially my record now. Um, next year already so but um, you know it could end up being like a sort of international incident really on Bonneville oh, wow. <laughs> a bit of head to head and um, you know but that makes life interesting doesn't it also just noticing here Neil that uh, the link from the bike to the car is what I describe as the sort of thing you you secure your shopping with it doesn't look that strong look Paul you know well, it's not it's elastic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, those... I think actually that one was from Poundland I don't know if I'm allowed to say right. names, but it, <laughs> really well, honestly <laughs> yeah um, but it's it's not that strong I mean it, it, you know I think there's a perception that I'm physically towed up to speed and then I just you know towed literally up to 170 mile an hour and then the line's dropped which you know if, if anybody wants to sort of strap themselves to the back of a Porsche Cayenne, Cayenne and go in full full chat then you know be my guest but <laughs> no it's 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 there just to assist up until a certain point and then it's released and the release mechanism itself is a boot release catch from a volkswagen lupo so it's not really high tech you know amazing <laughs> Heath robinson but brilliant yeah brilliant excellent well well done again neil good to talk to you and uh we'll, next time we speak we'll probably be over in uh, salt lake city so we're, we look forward to look forward to that always a pleasure gents thank you the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport Ben Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Uh, Manchester Lass has been in touch and said, "Oh, I've just tracked it down. I just found this yeah. bloody mirror is the last thing I own on Amazon." Our oh, boss Lee has just sent me a text. He's also just ordered it on Amazon as well. What about that? Yeah, uh, under six quid. Well done, Manchester Lass. Uh, we we Good, were struggling to find it. That's yeah, great. you can because it's 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 a cracking read. So we do recommend it. Um, so. Um, we mentioned earlier on that Stockley Park has got a certain notoriety because that's where the VAR officials are doing their thing, and we keep hearing it in commentary. When will they ever get a mention? The same one. I wonder what the the. I'm the going bot- there for my holidays. I wonder, yeah, <laughs> so am I, because it does sound like it could have sort of caravans in it, and maybe a water slide and a bouncy castle. But in some ways, it does. Yeah. Um, uh, like Centre park. And in many ways, referees. it does. No, but it, I, I was yeah. my I had a mate. Um, they have rides like an Ellery ride and all that. A friend of mine used to work there with his old. Company because it is a huge business park. Yeah, I know, um, I know it really yeah, well. You know yeah. where it is, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I, and a lot of the big hitters are there, a lot of the big blue chip companies are there. One so of it's the big TV companies yeah. is there. I think that's how it originally sort of started being. That's why it was there, I think. Right, and it's interesting that, that they chose that venue. I suppose it's near Heathrow. It, the idea is that people can get to uh, any <laughs> the VAR, VAR official. official can fly out. He makes a terrible decision. <laughs> get out of the country if they, <laughs> they saw off the wrong manager. Um, but they they try and make it a kind of a, a nice place to be if you're going to be there. Mm. I mean, they have uh, they have all sorts of things. They have the Stockley Film Festival. It'd be really? nice to think that Lee Probert can go and watch Jaws one evening <laughs> after he's done a game or something. 
They have, a, they had a falconry display as really? well at Stockley Park. So again, it would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Andre Mariner's there waving a piece of meat in the air, <laughs> waiting for a kestrel to land on his arm. So yeah. uh, you could. This is the thing. It's probably worth hanging around Stockley Park to see the referees doing uh, unusual. They have a 10k event uh, as well. well be They've good. been planting oh, horse chestnut talk, talk trees around I'll, there. You know, people make sort of fun of John Moss and his shape. And I watched John Moss last well, night. You might, I don't know. Well, I've heard people do it. And not me. But I, Mark Clattenburg I, recently. I well, I watched him and I watched him run and I watched mm. the way he runs and the way he keeps up with the player. How clever he is. And the, the the section I was concentrating on, I thought, you know what. He's, he's really got this sus. The first obvi- 10 yards in his head. Well, obviously, he's obviously not going to be as quick as uh, Traore, for example, from Wolves. Yeah. Not many people are. And so, you know, so you have to find a way, don't you? It was quite fascinating. So worth, mm. worth doing, I think. I mean, they have a biodiversity blog at uh, Stockley Park. And I'd like to think mid-game, um, <laughs> Michael Oliver, if he's ever down there, is checking out the fact that a stag beetle has been seen on Stockley Park. That was the breaking news, yeah. Stag beetle, Lucanus curvus, really? has been sighted at Stockley Isn't he the head of IFAB? I think he is the head of IFAB, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, so they've got got quite the social life. They have a beer festival. (laughs) That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Drunk VAR official. (laughs) Drunk VAR, a bit like the old uh, What's It Shakespeare, which I can't say at this time of day. That's Mm. a nice idea. Anyway, just some of the things you can do down at Stockley Park when you're Mm. berating the VAR official. Thank you for bringing us there. It sounds like a good place to go. Now, over the years... I've been there on my holidays. (laughs) Over the years, we've talked a lot about... The tabloid thing of basically, if you say the word, say for example, seagulls, you, you've got to find another way of describing seagulls yeah. in the next sentence. Mm. And here's a brilliant one from the Daily Star today: Crazed seagulls have forced terrified Brits to call the police for help, but furious officers say nobody should ever dial nine 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 over the psychotic airborne scumbags. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I, think I, 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 I don't see them as that, really. I see them as quite a beautiful animal. I saw the them seagull. play out the Brecknock ones, the psychotic airborne scumbags. One, two, three, four. John, they were fantastic. Jonathan Livingston's psychotic airborne scumbag. Yeah. What a great book. No, ridiculous. And there's another, there was another one. Where's the other one I found today? Oh, yeah, this was the story about Elton John paying for um, Prince Harry and Meghan's flight yeah. to uh, south of France and saying that he offset some of the carbon footprint, fair enough. And uh, But it described him as the Benny and the Jet singer. You think, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's because it involves a plane. Yeah. He's got quite a lot of songs. You could have, why couldn't they have chosen the Daniel singer? Yeah. That's got a plane in well, it. That's got it? a plane in it, that's yeah. very true. <laughs> that has actually literally got a plane in it. Ridiculous. So, uh, Andy... Um, yes. We were talking, weren't we, the other day about um, Danny Ings, and uh, we discovered Ingo. Uh, Ingo. Yeah. Um, or no, is it was it Ingsy? Ingsy, Ings- I think it is. He's Ingsy. That's right. Mm. We were saying, should he be Ingo or should he be Ingsy? Mm, um, because uh, uh, Ralph Hasenhutl calls him Ingsy. He said maybe he scored once, maybe mm. he should have scored twice. So um, then we saw that Neymar's, Thomas Tuchel called uh, Neymar Ney. Ney. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's his nay, nickname. Said Morning Ney. Yes, when he scored a hat-trick, Frankie Howe was the commentator. <laughs> so um, we mm. thought, you've got to be an O or an E, haven't you? In yeah. that environment, you've either got to be one or the other. So I thought I might ask you for for your uh, for your expertise uh, oh, yeah. on okay. the in the recent Chelsea game. So mm. we got Ingsy, Right, yeah. or we got Ingo. They would have been your choices. That's yeah. what they players tend yeah. to get called. Yeah, yeah. So let's take you through the Chelsea lineup that played against Leicester. Aretha Balaga. <laughs> He's be Kepo. 
He'd be Kepo, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, he wouldn't be Aretha Balago. <laughs> Aretha Balagi. Aretha Balagi. Balagi, he might be. But... As Piliqueta. Oh, well, he's known. He doesn't really work for Chelsea. No, he? he's not Aspie, but he'd be known. He's, I think he speaks. Some people call him Aspie, but he's known as Dave, really. Oh, yeah, that's what they do call him Dave, yeah. don't they? Christensen. <laughs> Christy. Well, like... that's, not, that's not a great nickname. No. Uh, Zuma. See, the Chelsea names don't work. Zumi. Zumo. <laughs> He's not worth bothering, is it? Really? Zumo sounds like a children's entertainer. None of them like work for Chelsea. Zumo. You can't be Ingsy or Ingo in yeah. these. Um, what about um, Emerson? Emo, I suppose. <laughs> Who's going to call him Emo? Well, they all sound like clowns. Or emo. Yeah, be on. careful. Kante. <laughs> go away. Yeah, we'll leave that one. <laughs> what about Jorginho? Uh, yeah, Jorginho. He'd be Georgie, wouldn't he? Well, he wouldn't he, Georginio? <laughs> no, he'd be just be Georgie, Giorgio, Georgie. I think I'm sure. Mason he'd be Mount. I call him Mount. Peggy if he was in my dressing room, but I'm of a certain age. It's got to be Mounty. It's got to be Ma- always gets his man, etc. <laughs> he, he certainly does. Yeah. He, he did the other day. Uh, Pedro, O. That wouldn't really work, would it? <laughs> no. Giroud, E. That doesn't work either. G. G, G out. No. Doesn't matter. No. <laughs> I think we've worked out. Honestly, Chelsea, the, the dressing room's terrible not for every, nicknames. Not everybody. They have to is, call each other by their full names. Not everybody <laughs> is E or O. Clearly, uh, you've probably got it. Most people have got it. If you you haven't got a nickname, no, have you? I've never heard anyone. Um, I uh, don't know. Gaffer, to... I've heard Bill Boris refer to you as that for the that's old That's one of these. But... That's one of the old. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I can't think of any Hawkeye. Frank uh, Skinner calls me Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye. We did when we well, when we worked together. Quite worked that out. But no. uh, you were AJ, but I've never called you that. Anymore. No, I've no, never no. Really, only never really people. bothered. <laughs> I don't know. I should do. Even your sons call you that. Maybe that, I should. But that's but what I they call me. But that's that's good. I need a di- I need a differential between. Me at work and me at you know. I think you. Yeah. I think you should do. Yeah, because right. uh, you at home, you're a lunatic. I am Grandpa AJ it. to the kids. Grandpa yeah. AJ. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Right. Right. So I th- can I call you that? <laughs> no thanks. Okay. <laughs> can we all call him Grandpa? <laughs> oh for goodness we? No, we won't. We won't do that. Yeah, Talks Paul's being Grandpa AJ <laughs> here on Talks Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Uh, anything else you want to share uh, with us today? It's a serious point, really. But Colin Kaepernick is still training. Still waiting for the call. We put out a tweet saying, I'm still here, I'm still ready, yeah. I'm still... This is the uh, NFL player really who shamed. infamously took a knee uh, and, yeah. and, and was, well, they say mm. not, but was effectively frozen out by all the NFL clubs, has not been able to get uh, a club since. I think it shames the NFL, this, don't you? I yeah, think absolutely. something wrong, you know, it's yeah. not right. And I'm surprised, you know, with the the, the, the league, the way it is, and the, and, the, and the people that watch it and the people who play it, I'm really surprised that this has been allowed to happen. So I was saying to you the other day, there was the, in light of the fact it was Frank Lampard's first game at the bridge the other day, they, they dug out that picture of the bloke that held up the banner at the yeah, bridge yeah, when he came back with Manchester City. And it said on it, Lampard, you are not a legend uh, anymore. You are a traitor to Chelsea FC and Chelsea fans. So I wonder, if he, I just thought, wonder what he feels now. I wonder if he's still got he's that banner. He's probably saving it in case it all goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's going to recycle it. Yeah, oh, I did sake. often wonder whether, uh, you yeah. know, Harry, we don't know who he is. And, uh, mm. you know, that, that may be a little bit... Uh, I, I did realise that. I did, I did an interview for a bloke in Norwich, Gary, and uh, so Norwich Online or something like that, and he asked me about my attitude... Is to, this head of the game this weekend? Yeah, head of the game this weekend. He asked me about my attitude to Frank Lampard, and I realised afterwards mm. that I, I am slightly biased here, because, A, because I loved him as a player, yeah. 
and B, because when I met him, I couldn't even speak. And C, yeah, you met him in the studio, I really, really like uh, Jody Morris. He follows me on Instagram. I follow him. You know, I think he's a great bloke and yeah. everything. I followed them like mad at Derby last year. I really wanted them to do well. And so, in a way, it's slightly difficult for me because yeah. if it, you know, I don't want to be critical. I want to give You're them a lot of time. You're being very protective. I've noticed this. You yeah. normally, you know, in, in a way that you probably wouldn't have been oh, no. a bit sorry or, no, or and, content. And in and a way, journalistically, it's probably, I was thinking about this last You're a bit night, too close to it. It's probably not the right thing, but anyway, hopefully it'll be all right and I won't have I to think be. anybody... But it doesn't mean you can't be critical no, of but individual decisions. Like, do you bring him on? Why did you take him off? And any sort fan of, of a team that sees uh, a favourite come back... Uh, and manage the side. You will, you know, you're cutting them some slack. You don't want to slag them off. I mean, we had it with uh, Hoddle and our dealers when they both uh, managed the team having played for the club and you want it to work. You're desperate yeah. for it and you will cut them far more slack than usual because you remember them as such but great players. But in this players. job, you do sometimes have to be critical otherwise you're not doing your job, are you yeah. really? Um, do you see this thing that James Madison... Maybe not quite as critical as you can be. <laughs> yeah, probably Blue right. square within five years, <laughs> yeah. which you used to do in the old days. Yeah, well, that's different. Yeah. That's just me being mad. You'd be sitting here saying, <laughs> OK, Norwich this Saturday, 5-0 uh, to Norwich. You'd be doing that. When... <laughs> I actually yeah. picked us to win. Yeah. So there you go. Um, James Madison, he got into a Twitter spat with Jeremy Clarkson. I did see that. But yeah, honestly, yeah. you think, oh, don't bother. I mean, Clarkson's great what he does but his tweets on football like Alan Sugars I mean they're a complete waste of cyberspace in yeah. my view <laughs> I, I just wouldn't get involved with him so quarter past three uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sports um, uh, Hawksy and Jaco <laughs> yeah that's it that would work wouldn't it in the Ingsy envelope <laughs> yeah um, but it doesn't work for all the Chelsea team uh, still to come the sounds like a show on Sirius or something <laughs> it probably does Hawksy yeah. and the Jaco yeah it does you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talk Sport there we are that was this afternoon's Show Mark Marquez joins us tomorrow from the world of MotoGP. Chris Marshall, the actor and Villa fan, you know, from my family, Death in Paradise and his favourite cop show. Um, so that's all tomorrow. Thanks for downloading us. We'll catch up with you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.